together growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to look at the Gospel of John chapter 15 from verse 12. Jesus Christ continues to speak to his disciples and he says to them in verse 12, This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. No one has a greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command of you. I no longer call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. If you remember in the beginning of the gospel of John chapter 15 verse 1, Jesus reminds us by putting us into perspective or into position of who we are in his presence. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. My father is the vine grower. And he says, apart from me, you cannot do anything. And he says, if you want to bear fruit, if you want to be successful, if you want to live a purpose-filled life, remain in me. That's what he says in the first part of this chapter, chapter 15. And the second part, he takes us a, a step further. He brings us into his confidence, but he gives us more responsibility and he reveals to us something far more deeper. He says, there's only one thing I ask of you, love one another. Now, if you were to go to Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy chapter 5, there we find the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue. And if ever you were to summarize the Ten Commandments and you ask Jesus, as he has been asked many times in the Gospel, which one is the greatest commandment, he always summarized it. Love God, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And in this Gospel account in verse 12, he makes it into a one sentence. Love one another as I have loved you. That's the only thing that the Lord is asking of us. That we live in love. That we love each other. That we love those he has brought into our lives. But he also gives us a model. He says, love them as I have loved you. And I know in my own life how much God has loved me. I know how much Jesus Christ has suffered, sacrificed in order for me to have life. I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. John chapter 10 verse 10. Come to me, all of you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew chapter, 20, Matthew chapter 11 verse 25 to verse 30. And so the love that God has given us is manifested in the love that he has received from the Father. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only son, that whoever believes in him may have life and have it in abundance. John chapter 3 verse 15. Verse 16 and 17. For the Lord did not send his son in order to condemn the, the, the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. And so the, one of the greatest love that we can receive from God 
is the selfless love. It is the forgiving love. It is the love that encompasses everything. It is the love that accepts the whole of you, the whole of me. And so what are we asked to do today? We are asked to love as God has loved. We are asked to accept each other. We are asked to forgive each other. We are asked to heal each other. We are asked to journey with each other. And Jesus says, if you want to be my follower, if you want to be my disciple, and eventually if you want me to send you into the world, there's only one thing I'm asking you to do, is to love. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love forgives. It bears no grudges. And if anyone ever wanted to know what is the Christian duty, what is it that the Lord has asked us as Christians, and it is found in John 15 verse 12, love one another as I have loved you. And Jesus goes a little bit further. He says no one has greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And we see this on the cross. He did not choose to die. I mean, he would have wanted to live, but because he loved us, he loved us to the point of death. That's what the author to the Hebrew says. He was like us in everything, even in death. And us St. Paul, for Paul, the last enemy to be conquered was death. So that Jesus may redeem us he paid the price in order for us to be well. And so we are being asked, if we want to become the friends of the Lord, he says, if you want to become my friends, do what I command you. Do what I'm asking of you. And Jesus makes a very interesting distinction. He says, I no longer call you servants. I cannot call you servants. I cannot call you slaves but I call you my friends because I have made known to you everything that a father has taught me. And now this is very interesting if one is to be very attentive in the biblical language. There is a huge difference when it comes to the rights that are given to the sons and daughters in the house and the rights that are withheld from servants or slaves. And when Jesus says, I no longer call you servants or slaves, he is giving us the rights as firstborn sons. As a firstborn son, we have a right, whether we are females or males, whether we are boys or girls, men or women. In the biblical sense, to be called a firstborn son has nothing to do with gender but it has everything to do with a sense of honor in the family, in the household. And that's who we are, beloved sons and beloved daughters of God. That he has called us to something greater. He has called us into a culture where we, we inherit not that which we have worked for, but we inherit that which he gives to us freely out of love. And so he says, I no longer call you servants, but you are my friends. Now, how many people in the scriptures 
are known as the friends of God. And I would imagine being called the friend of God. I know that he is my friend. I know that I'm his friend. He loves me as he loves his only begotten son. And the other most beautiful thing is that I have revealed to you all that I've heard from my father. Imagine that closure, that knowledge of knowing that all that I know has been revealed to me because Jesus wants me to have the same information that he has received from God the Father. But above all, he wants me to have the joy of knowing what the Father has in store for us. St. John says, we shall know God as we are known by God. And so one of the greatest realities is that the Lord continues to reveal himself to us in the spirit. And Jesus has opened that gate for us. Jesus has allowed us to come and to sit on his throne, as it were, to judge with him, to sit with him, and to learn with him, so that we too are like him in all things. I have appointed you to go and to bear fruits, the fruit that will remain. Love demands that we remain connected with God. And we remain bearing fruits, the fruits that will always show the mercy, the love, and the forgiveness of God. And he concludes by saying something absolutely interesting. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. That's assurance. If you remain in me, if you love one another as I've loved you, and if you want to remain my friends, you can ask the Father anything, and he will not deny you anything. May Almighty God protect us. May he be with us. May he bless us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.